Rising Academy Professional Development for Primary and Secondary. Lesson, I do, we do, you do. Hello fellow teachers, we are radio trainers, Che Kribo T.K. Solomon and Mr. Aaron T. Bala, who will be talking you through on the radio today. We would like you to be ready to take notes during this time. Please take a moment to get your professional development notebook. We are excited to have you joining today's section. Thank you for making the time. We have two shared beliefs on this show. Firstly, teachers matter. By becoming a teacher, you have chosen a path that will change the lives of hundreds of young people. Thank you. Secondly, that we are all learning the art of teaching. None of us are finished. We can all get just a little bit better every day. Thank you for listening and committing to get a bit better today. Oh yes, in today's session, we will look at one of the most simple and applicable teaching models in the world. I do, we do, you do. By practicing how to give great examples and models for learners, we show them what great work looks like by removing them step by step. We allow them to master it for themselves. Research across the world shows that three core things are required for students to master a difficult task. Firstly, the teacher explains it to them clearly. Secondly, the teacher shows them exactly how to do it and gives some examples of great work. This stage is often called modeling. And it's about giving good examples. Finally, once they know what to do, the students are given time to practice and repeat until the skill is in their long-term memory and they have learned it. Oh yes, these three stages can be labeled as I do, we do, and you do. We can use this formula for almost any lesson on any topic to any age of learners. In this session, we will practice what the best teachers do at each part of the lesson. Let's leave the class for a moment. Think back to a time when you learned a skill for the first time. Perhaps how to cook a particular food how to use a setting tool, a skill at sport like catching or throwing, or how to ride a back. So, for you to have learned the skill, it is likely that you saw other people doing it first and knew what you were aiming for. However, if you just start on your own, there is too much to learn.
If a child gets on a back for the first time, then they will fall. But when you learn a skill, the teachers must slowly let you practice for yourself. Perhaps you remember being taught how to ride a bike. If you simply phone a bike and try to ride it, it will be dangerous and almost impossible. Instead, a parent explains to the child how the bike works and how to sit on it. Perhaps they place the child on the back and hold it still while the child gets used to it. Eventually, they might walk alongside the back, holding it while the child turns the pedals. Then, just have one hand on the back while the child rides. Then, allow the child to ride. Even then, it will take some time before the child masters the bike through practice. Sure. The point is, when we learn something practical, we watch, then I got it. Then practice alone. The same should be true in our classrooms. Students should not just be told to practice until they understand the exact steps to follow. Yes. So, here is the first part of the teaching. Something new is to explain it. This should be a short and a clear explanation that shows each step. While the teacher is explaining it, they must not skip out any steps. What is obvious to you is not obvious to the child. And if you skip a step, they will be confused. Speak slowly and clearly. Pause with each step and show it with a visual aid. So, too often teachers skip easy steps because the work is easy for them. Easy mistakes to make, but makes your work hard to follow. Mm-hmm. So, whatever you are demonstrating, whether it is science, language arts, or math, explain it in simple steps. Students are capable of doing complex tasks, but only when they are broken into a series of smaller tasks. Exactly. So, the second key step is to model it with the students helping. The first time you have done the task yourself and explain what you were doing at each stage. As you move to we do, the students become involved in creating the model with you. Yes, they become involved. So, there are many subjects where this work. But the two examples we are going to use are math and English. Let's imagine that in maths, the class is learning how to solve a complex problem, like adding fractions with different denominators. In this case, the teacher needs to show that 
This is not one difficult problem, but a series of smaller steps. The teacher may use a bit of call and response. For example, having written the problem, 1 over 2 plus 1 over 3 equal. Now, the teacher might explain their thought process out loud. So, the first thing I'm checking is whether we have a common denominator. Do we class? No. Great. That would be the response of the class. Next, the teacher then leads them to the next step by saying, so, what is my next step, class? Finding a common denominator. Yes, that would be the response of the class. Just like when we practice the I do section, the key is to explain every single section and never skip any. If we skip a step and say, okay, so the common denominator is six. So we need to, then the student will get confused. Good. It is the same for subjects like English. The teacher might be showing the class how to write a great opening paragraph. Perhaps they are describing a brave character. The teacher might model the sentence like this. I am starting the sentence with a capital letter. The teacher writes, she was, and says, hmm, class, we want our character to be a hero. A good technique in writing is to use adjectives. Can we think of a good adjectives that make her look like a hero? Try and think of some in your heads. Okay, now tell your partner. Okay, thank you class. Any suggestion, please? Yes. Brave. Clever. Strong. Heroic. Courageous. And smart. Great. When the students have given a few options, select the best and explain why they have chosen them. For example, the teacher might say, I am going to use courageous rather than brave. Both were good suggestions, but I think courageous is more advanced. Now, because it is a list of three, then between adjective one and two, I need to put a... Command. Yes. Well then. And before the last adjective, I need to put the word and. Yes, brilliant class. Thank you. Great. Here, the teacher has taken a complex task 
and broken it down into a series of small choices for the students. The teacher is still doing most of the thinking, but the students are seeing how the task breaks down and how to do each stage. Excellent. So, the teacher may have been speaking a lot by now. For the we do section, it is important to keep it fun and interactive. There should be lots of praise and the students should be expected to all be contributing. You may want to use pair talk at each step so that all students have to think about it. Be sure to give lots of warms and thank students each time they contribute. A great we do section of the lesson is when the class feel like they have made some great or solve a difficult challenge together. In reality, the teacher has done the difficult work, but the student should feel like it was them. Yes, the student should feel like it was them. Now, at the start of the session, I ask you to think about something you are good at and how you learn it. Whether it was a sport, cooking something, using a tools or riding a bike. The truth is, you only become an expert at that after practice. An other may have taught us how to ride a bike, but only with practice did we become good. This moment, where we move from we do to you do, is the most important movement in the lesson. Like the moment where the other takes their hands off the back and the child either rise or falls. This is the moment where the lesson either succeeds or fails. Mm -hmm. For real, what is succeeds or fails? When the class begins to work on their own, the teacher should be confident that the students know how to do the work. They should have seen a model. They should have taken part in a model. Now, they will practice until they can do it quickly and easily. For sure, lots of research shows that less effective teachers move students onto independent practice too quickly. The problem then is that students quickly get stuck and the teacher has to explain things again and again. Overall, this takes longer. If the teacher carefully follows the I do and explains what they are doing, check the students have understood. Then, we do an interactive section of the lesson where the teacher and the class complete a task together. You want to be sure that students are confident before they practice. If your child was riding a bike for the first time, you won't let go until you thought they were ready. Yes, you wouldn't let them go until they are ready. 
Once the students are practicing and they are getting the majority of the question right, you should allow them to do a significant amount of practice. Repeating the activity is important for it to stay in their long-term memory. You should move around the room, helping students who are stuck and praising students' efforts and resilience. Great. So, in a great classroom culture, great teachers provide clear models to students. They demonstrate, practice together, and then give the students time to master the learning. Let's go back to your reflective journals or your notebook. Briefly state what the I do, you do, we do, model is. I want you to write an example that fits the subject or age of child that you most often teach. Again, I want you to go back to your reflective journals or your notebook. Briefly state what the I do, we do, you do, model is. I want you to write an example that fits the subject or age of child that you most often teach. Again, I want you to go back to your reflective journals or notebooks. Briefly state what the I do, we do, and you do model is. Write an example that fits the subject or age of the child that you most teach. Great. Now it is time to practice for real. I do, we do, you do is a very practical way to learn anything. Use it as a way to spend time with people in your home. Is there something that you are good at that you would like to share with someone? Could you use the model to teach a child to cook a certain dish? Could you use it to demonstrate to a young child how to catch? Maybe you have other skills around the house that you will share with this model. Enjoy spending time with the people you love and using your skills as a teacher at home. So, very important to keep using your skills as a teacher at home. To end our sessions, we always take two minutes just to focus on looking after our own mental well-being. As we all know, teaching is very rewarding, but it is a difficult profession. There's a lot of work involved in being a teacher. We are continuously learning, which takes a lot of time and effort. It is always important to take time to relax. Now, what do you do to help you relax? Do you play sports? Do you socialize with a friend? Or you pray? I want you to try to identify what makes you relax and dedicate time every week to do it. 
Thank you for making the time to join this Rising Academy's professional development session with us today. We have been your radio teachers, Mr. Aaron T. Bala. And Che Kuba T. K. Salomon. Goodbye. Goodbye.